What's up, Fram, friends, family? Happy Tuesday. What's up, race fans? So the Indy 500 is this weekend. So I, hmm, I talk about racing. It's a no-brainer, right? So before we go into um, talking about the mindset of the racers, I want to share some facts with you. So. The Indy 500 is the world's largest single-day spectator sporting event, which I think most of us know that, right? It started in 1911 was the first race. Uh, the, the drivers averaged 170 miles per hour throughout the race. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong on that, but that's what USA Today said. Turning comments on now. And what else? They go upwards of 230 miles per hour. Some resources said greater than 230. Others said that they topped out at like 237 maybe or something like that. There have been 11 female drivers in the history of the Indy 500. And the Indianapolis Motor Speedway is the highest capacity sports venue in the world. Way to go, Indy. The oval track is two and a half miles long and has a seating capacity of 250,000 people, as well as the infield has accommodations, which raises the head count to 400,000 people, which is the population of Cleveland, Ohio. Pretty freaking amazing. Okay, so those are the mind-blowing statistics, just a few around the Indy 500. It's the greatest spectacle in the freaking world. In Indianapolis, absolutely amazing. So what I want to talk to you about is, you know, the usual mindset, but let's talk about it in terms of racing. My mind is blown when I think about the bravery, the devotion, the work that these race car drivers put into being on the track. It is absolutely mind-blowing. And when you think of this in terms of physiology and psychology, so what's going on in your body, physiology and psychology, what's going on in your brain, it's really, really mind-blowing. And it requires such an amazing level of focus in order to be able to compete that it's very, you know, it's very fascinating to me. So what happens when you're in a race car going hundreds of miles per hour? What happens to your body physiologically is that you actually put yourself in a state of like fight or flight because your physical body doesn't have the awareness that you're not actually racing from like a fucking lion or something. So just like a sprint, an athlete who are 
An athlete who runs a marathon, or no, let's say sprint. An athlete who sprints. When the athlete is sprinting, their body is saying, okay, this person is taking off fast. Something going on. Something's chasing them. This is like the primitive mind that doesn't understand that you are running in a race. Like literally your body thinks that you're getting chased by a wild animal because this is what we did when we were like, you know, hunter gatherers, when we were more primitive beings, like living in the forest, looking out for wild animals, being on edge, making sure we weren't going to, you know, we weren't going to get killed by a predator. And so when you are racing, what's up, Matt? When you are racing around a track, lap after lap after lap, going at high speeds, your body thinks you're running from something. And so what happens when your body thinks that you're running from something is you are in survival mode. And so the higher faculties in your brain that require reason, logic, focus, understanding like all of these higher faculties of your brain that you need in order to race at high speeds and potentially win the race, they're all compromised. And so the level of mindset work that must go in to preparing for a race like this is very, very fascinating. And so there are lots of ins and outs to that, which I frankly didn't honestly do the research around and don't fully understand, but I do want to talk to you about some of the more simple principles around it because I found this very fascinating when I was researching and I was uh, listening to this gentleman who is, his name is Jacques Delare. So this is a doctor who is a mindset coach who works, he's worked with over 600 racers, helping them prepare mentally in order to have the appropriate level of focus and the ability to come back to center. Like, how do you stay neutral in your mindset when you're going hundreds of miles an hour in a car, in a race car, right? For how long? I mean, the race is at least an hour and a half or two hours, right? Somebody tell me how long the Indy 500 is. How long are these guys in this car racing around the track, maintaining this level of focus, you know, taking pit stops straight and then going into the turn, shifting their mindset to know what to do from one turn to the next. Okay, back to Jacques. So this dude has trained, like I said, over 600 racers. Okay, Matt, three hours or more. Like that is amazing. Like mad props. Okay, so Jacques has worked with over 600 racers. And in particular, he's worked with Helio Castroneves. And so he's won the race three times or four times. I wrote this down. Where did I write it down? Three or four times. Maybe he's going for a fourth this time. Tell me, Matt. Correct me, please. And so Helio Castroneves has worked tirelessly with this doctor to work on his focus. Clearly, he's doing a great job, right? And what this doctor says is he points out the fact 
Four wins. Okay. So he's going for a fifth. But I understand that he's starting like 27th out of 33 drivers. See, I did do some research, Matt. Aren't you proud of me? Okay. He says, you've got your A game and your B game. And this makes sense in any sport. Alio, 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 Castro Neves. <laughs> Thank you. I should have gone to YouTube and you know how you can search pronunciation. Hmm. I am from Indy, but you know, no excuses. Okay. So A and B game. And he says the A game, right, is what you bring to the performance. And the B game are all of the other factors outside of you that you cannot control, right? So what are the driving conditions? What are the drivers doing around you? Oh, sorry, Matt. I was kind of last second. <laughs> I try to be better about planning. But sometime, maybe next week we can have a conversation about like a post-race conversation, Matt. Okay. So the factors inside of you. So how can you control your individual performance? That's in any sport, right? Any sport. What can you do within yourself to maintain the focus, the mindset, and the appropriate awareness in order to succeed? And now, I want to go back to last week. I talked about my daughter who rides horses. She was in a show last week. And she knows that when she focuses, when she is in the moment, and she's focusing on what she is doing and not the end result or the people around her, aside from, you know, avoiding hitting horses right and left <clears throat> of her, that when she's focused on the now moment and her performance in the now moment, that she's more likely to come out with a win. And last week she did something. I have a specific example for you where she spoke this and came out with a blue ribbon. So what she said to me, mom, she said, mom, this time, because the previous time she didn't even place the first class, she didn't even place. And she just let that go, which is another key to mindset within sports, right? You got to let the old shit go, move on, look forward. She said, mom, this time I'm going to focus on the performance. I'm sorry. I'm going to focus on keeping my horse in line, not the win. Boom. That's perfect, Nadia. And I just affirmed her and she did it and she came out with the win. And so the other thing specifically that this doctor talks about is the importance of being in the now moment, focusing on the process of execution, not the outcome, driving the car to the best of your ability in the now moment. And so he brings up a point, you know, if a driver is a couple laps away from the win and they're already focusing on, you know, the big jar of milk, <laughs> I don't know why they would be focusing on that, but I'm just giving an example. Um, if they're focused, the point is, if they're focusing on the win, as opposed to being in the moment and maintaining their position strategically, they're stepping out of the now moment and that's when you lose it, right? And so it's all about staying focused in the now moment. And let's go back to the sympathetic nervous system response, the physiology that I'm talking about. 
is something also that's very important. And I'm going to read this comment by Matt because it's awesome. Is when you're putting yourself in a space where you have to overcome your sympathetic nervous system response. So this fight or flight response that puts you in like a hot sweat, your focus can go other places, your heart rate is raising, right? You have to feel like as safe as possible in the car and with your team, right? So such a huge importance around having this deep, deep trust in your team, cultivating a bond with the people that you're working with that are really going to help you stay safe. Because when your body is already naturally, primitively focused on safety, clearly you don't want any other reason to be focused on your physical safety, because that's what your primitive mind is wanting you to do anyway. It's like you have to untrain yourself to, you have to essentially train yourself to act in a very unnatural way because you're racing at 200 miles an hour, right? Okay, I want to read Matt's comments. Nutrition, hydration, routines. Absolutely. Most drivers go through physical routines during the week to prepare for the races. Mental routines can be putting music on for Zen. Very, very true. So it's like intense preparation. And, you know, you look at other athletes. Every athlete has their own way of preparing, right? Every athlete has their own type of that's going to get them into that specific space. And this is like anyone in any um, situation in life, we all have our own unique way of preparing and getting into that zone. And what is it about? What I always talk about, it's about being intentional and being consistent, being committed to the process. And even when you look at daily life and your work, your relationship, any time that you're wanting to create something better for yourself, when you're using this idea of manifestation to call something positive into your life or to improve a current situation, it is very, very much about being in the now moment. So what are you doing right now to prepare you for what's coming to you? Are you staying in that emotional, vibrational space that is actually going to allow that experience to occur? And so I can imagine that there are many race car drivers who do visualization. I know there are many who meditate. And so I think of my experience as a nurse and a race driver experience, race driver's experience, a race car driver's experience behind the wheel. So you think about a nurse, and this is my comparison. Think about a nurse who is in a code blue situation where someone's heart rate has stopped. 
They're not breathing. They need to be rescued. The body wants you to go seek help elsewhere, right? It's this fight or flight response. Your body wants you to kind of freak out because you go into your emotion, your higher logical thinking, it's hard to access. So just like when you're moving at high rates of speed and your body thinks that you're moving away from something to maintain your safety, you're not in your logical brain. You have to work to be in your logical brain. So I remember as a brand new nurse, I was very different. I'm getting to a point about meditation, by the way. As a brand new nurse, I was very different in my behavior than I was as a seasoned, experienced nurse, my behavior in a code situation, because I was able to train my body to not have a primitive response. I was able to maintain my focus after practice, you know, practicing over and over and over again, right? You train in school, but then you go and you have real world experience. And the more you do it, the better at it you become, right? They say practice makes perfect. And so what I found when I started meditating, that my performance as a nurse was like 1000 X. My ability to save a life was so, so expanded as a person who meditates. And this is why. Because when you meditate, you allow both sides of your brain to talk to one another. You train your brain to focus. And so it's just like building a bicep muscle. Your brain is like a muscle. And so just like you have to build up the muscle tissue, you have to create neural connections in your brain that will support you to stay at a certain level of focus in a certain situation. And so what happened for me is when I would go into a code situation and have to save someone's life, before I started meditating, I would find that that experience would follow me all day long, that my hands would be jittery, my heart would be racing, and I would be off for the rest of the day. Something within me was not balanced anymore. When I became a consistent meditator, my body would come back into homeostasis, baseline heart rate, blood pressure, no sweaty palms, no racing thoughts within minutes after I was removed from the code situation. And this is just about being consistent. So imagine what value meditation, mindset work has to a race car driver. It's huge. Okay, let's see what Matt is saying. Matt says, okay, the problem with that research is that there's a ton of other factors. 230 plus miles per hour, inches between you and the other guy. You take focus off and you're out. Absolutely. Okay. I get that. Now come back to me and tell me, tell me what research you are talking about. Because clearly I'm not, I am not bringing all factors into the equation, though I am 
aware in general of the other factors that are involved, certainly, but also recognize that you don't know all of them specifically. Pristine reaction. Oh, are you coming on? Am I adding you? All right. Hey. How are you? Good. So what do you want to know? Um, well, I don't, I don't know what I want to know. Honestly, I, I started thinking like, what am I going to do the show about? And I was like, dude, the 500 is this weekend. It would be asinine not to talk about the right. 500. So I started doing a little bit of research and I started thinking, I mean, this is like the most intense sport. It's like life or death, right? Yeah, For it hours. is. So you're talking about a race that's, uh, what, 500 miles, two, they're going 230 miles an hour plus inches away from the guys around you. So you're talking about the physio and the psych. Like, a lot of people don't know. Like, and I'll even use NASCAR as an example because they have their big race on Sunday, too. They have a 600-mile race. It's the longest race they deal. And some of those guys will lose over 50 pounds and sweat in wow, both races. I it. So... The, the psych part of it, like, so what I was getting at when it said about the NHRA drag racing, like, you know, there's stuff that they do for hand-eye coordination, but you have to have a clear mind. You have to have perfect zen, whether it's yoga, whether it's music, whatever, because you're talking in a matter of seconds, split seconds, less than a second, um, you're, everything can change. Right. So, so you're on point for the most part, but when I said about the research, like... There's more than just a factor of uh, of that. Like anything can happen. You're talking even the slightest little piece of tire can come up and hit hit somebody, hit you. Right. You don't know. So there's just there's just so much that I don't believe in the research when when doctors or whatever say, oh this 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 this. Like no, it's completely different when you're there as a fan, when you're there as a driver, as a crew member, whatever. Like there's a lot of other factors. You can do your research. You're getting paid millions of dollars for your little research. That's fine. Not you, the doctor or whatever, but mm -hmm. it's, there's, there's a lot more to it. I mean, you can sit there, they show in car cameras. You see guys just sitting here like this and they're going like this, constantly looking in their mirror. They're doing this on the steering wheel or doing this on the steering wheel. Or, I mean, it's, there's a lot more than just that. So, yeah. Well, so what I actually, what I liked about his point, is when I think that when he talks about focus, that the focus is, you know, where am I looking? Like, yeah. I feel like he's talking about focus in general. And then when he talks about, you know, and I said, A, B, and B being the factors that you cannot control, right? Like you can't yeah. control a tire flying at you. Right. The only thing that you can control is your attempt to respond as quickly as possible to it by maintaining focus does that make sense yeah yeah i i, I understand <laughs> yeah so have you heard of this guy i have not actually uh okay. that's a, that's the first for me i was actually enjoying listening to you trying to pronounce elio castro neves that was pretty entertaining <laughs> don't be an asshole <laughs> no i i just i just found that entertaining i was just like oh but must be your first time well, trying to pronounce it did i say halio <laughs> You're like, yeah, you said Haley L and you said something else. And I'm going to try to type it out for you. I put L E O and you're like, 
Elio. I was like, eh, close Elio. enough. Oh, <laughs> close geez. enough. You know, tit for tat here. But good job. Um, I mean, you, you did some research. I was, I was. I, you pat, are you patting me on the back? I oh, am. I am. I am. You, you did good. He is starting 27th. He is going for his fifth. It would be a record if he wins. So that's kind of entertaining. But yeah, you did good. I'm. I, I had to come in and chime in when I saw it, it was this physio and psycho racing. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I this is mine. It. I love it. Well, I'm glad you came on. I really do appreciate your input. And, you know, now I know. I'll hit you up. Maybe we can do a post-race next week if you're free. Yeah. I, I during can, this time. That would I be super make, cool. I can make it work. That would be awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for popping on. Yeah, no okay, problem. Okay, so, all right. So, before you go... Before I go, okay. Tell me, so who, who's your, who is your pick to win? Um, well, if you want to know the answer to that, you'll have to tune in to the show that comes on after this on Checkers right. and Records. All right, <laughs> Cause, awesome. Because I'm not going to give that away. We're, we're doing okay. a, we're doing a nice long segment regarding t- the Sunday slate of racing. So I can appreciate that. Okay, so I only have three minutes so that you can go on. So let me ask you one more question. Yeah. Um. So clearly, mindset work is prevalent. Yep. Within the racing community, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Tell. Just give me a little tidbit before you go about something fascinating about maybe some sort of mindset preparation that racers do. Can you give me that? Yeah. So uh, I I grew up around the dirt tracks. So you see a lot of guys like on track, it seems like it's a rivalry, but when they're off the track and their trailers are making jokes, they're posting stuff on social media, just to be laid back. That's all it is. Everything that they, everything you see off the screen, off the cameras, whatever, it's laid back so these guys can just be clear-minded and just, it's their jobs. They're, they're here to have fun. They're here to get paid. They're here to make entertainment for all of us. So we have stuff to talk about like we do on Tuesdays. So that's all it is. That's awesome. That's good. Camaraderie. That's Absolutely. And I, and I can tell you camaraderie comes into play, especially when guys get hurt, when guys, when they lose somebody in the racing community. I mean, they all come together. Yeah. They'll donate money. They... They're there for the families. They're there doing whatever they can. So it's a big family. And if you if you have a big family out there, it's going to Thanksgiving dinner with your family and you have that one crazy uncle, you have that with drivers too. So, Oh, that is beautiful. Oh, thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome. We've, we've never met. No, so this, this is first. This is, this is a great way to meet. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. You're welcome. You've got to get your show going. Thank you for coming on. And no problem. Have a great weekend. You as well. Absolutely. Same to you and be safe. Enjoy your weekend. Oh, thank you so much. Bye, Matt. Bye. Bye, everyone. Have a great night.